unprecedented conversation bridging the gap between two faiths spanning over 9,000 miles and over 2,000 years. Welcome to The Teacher and the Preacher. Welcome to The Teacher and the Preacher. Thank you for joining us on this podcast and broadcast. We so appreciate your listenership. You've got a pastor uh, partnering with the Orthodox Jew, and we have not only a great time, we have uh, great discussion, we have good laughter, we have shared hearts, and we have uh, uh, something that God is doing that hasn't happened for a couple thousand years, and that's a conversation going on between his kids, because historically we've been so divided, but it's a new day, and so we, we are so glad that you could be a part of this broadcast, and maybe you'll learn a little bit about the teacher and the preacher, and the conversation that we love to have. So we always start by saying, I'm the preacher, Dave McGuire. And I am the teacher, First Sergeant Aaron Lipkin. First Sergeant. And I love that because we got an IDF soldier as a part of our, as a part of our team here. I love that. <laughs> Welcome aboard, Aaron. It's great to see you. Good to see you too. And, uh, uh, you know, it's 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 really important for for me to to be able to have this conversation with you. Uh, it, it keeps us uh, sane and it connects me to to uh, uh, normality uh, in a, in a time that is is a bit unnormal uh, in in our area in Israel. So thank thank you for that. Well, you know, a lot of Christian people are praying for Israel and praying for for you and the and the other. Uh, soldiers and praying for all of the people of Israel. There's a lot of Christian people who God has really given them a great heart for Israel and the Jewish people. And, and I know that there's lots of prayers going on. And we've seen it. I mean, we've experienced so much of that support, uh, you know, through emails and Facebook. And, and many people are actually giving and supporting uh, and blessing the soldiers of Israel uh, by donating and and praying for them, and it's really it's beautiful and it's very encouraging. And uh, uh, and I think that we we need it. I mean, uh, you know, for for many years, um, the, the Jewish people thought that they were alone in this world, uh, and everybody hated them, and everybody persecuted them, and 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 really want, didn't want the Jewish people to exist. And and so today, when 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 Jews see the support, uh, when they see the prayers, the donations, when they see, you know, volunteers, Christian volunteers, uh, flying into Israel to help uh, the farmers uh, that need working hands here during the the time of war, that is something that, uh, that really encourages us, and and it really shows us that some something has changed, uh, something that. In, Especially in Christianity, uh, something major um, is changing uh, towards Israel, towards the Jewish people, and uh, and, and I, you know this is really going to be the topic of, of our talk today. Well, I think one of the things that may help define this a little bit is what, what is the Hebrew Roots movement, because it's not an organized religion; it's more of a path for people to grow and explore the roots of their faith. 
And I think that's a, a real important point. There's a lot of debate as to whether there's a difference between the Hebrew Roots Movement and the Messianic, Messianic Judaism. Some say that the two are just different expressions of the same thing, and others will say, no, that's, that's not true. The Hebrew Roots Movement is a, is a movement that emphasizes the study of the Hebrew Bible and the historic roots of Christianity. And people who are involved in the Hebrew Roots Movement believe that Christianity has been corrupted and impacted by the pagan influences that um, kept that moved the church from staying pure in its Hebrew roots to a level of warpage. And I think you know this is a piece that you and I uh, mention or talk about uh, oftentimes in various conversations we have because the church historically uh, has got uh, various aspects to it that are full of warpage. I mean, the paganism that was brought in, and, and one of the problems with 21st century Christianity is so many of us don't know the history of the church. And so when we talk about this, it's a foreign conversation because they didn't know this. But you know, um, all of the major, major contributions of paganism to two of the most important events in Christianity, which is Christmas or the or the coming of our Messiah, and secondly, uh, the the resurrection of the Messiah, which we call Easter. Those two things are heavily weighted with such foreign, uh, ridiculous paganism that has been embraced as just this is just kind of a part of our observance. So they don't see it as paganism. They see it as just a custom. But once you start to delve into this, and this is the point that you're making, is that why would the church stray from what it was birthed from? And I think, honestly, the truth of the matter is uh, is that uh, anti-Semitism created the division. And so let me take just a, a second to talk about that. Because within <coughs> the first hundred years of the birth of the church, the gospel is is spreading rapidly. And who's it spreading to? It's spreading to the Gentile world. And uh, the Romans had made uh, a lot of, of uh, open doors for Christianity to spread so fast because of of transportation, the Roman roads, the Roman highway system. And so the gospel began to spread, and it spread right out of, out of Israel. And uh, one of the biggest proponents were the 12 disciples and, and the apostle Paul, and they're, they're sharing this. So the Gentiles are coming to embrace Yeshua, and with that, they bring into that Christianity their customs, their traditions, and that starts to be just a part of who they are. So they start observing various aspects because of their own cultural background and, and customs. Uh, they start implementing some of those things into how they observe. And then the church moves gradually from worshiping on Saturday to worshiping on Sunday. And, and the admonition to keep the Sabbath holy uh, it's as though that Sunday replaces the Sabbath. And I just would say straightforward, that is not even a teaching that you can substantiate. 
Sunday is viewed in Christianity as the Lord's Day, but the Sabbath is always Saturday. The Sabbath is always Saturday. So when you come to the technical side, the Sabbath has always been and still is um, on on Saturday. It begins Friday evening at sundown. And, and Sunday was always the Lord's Day. It was never intended to be a replacement of the Sabbath, but it was a day that they gathered. Paul writes about this and says, look, you know, in this issue, you need to find a day that you set aside to worship the Lord and make that your Sabbath. So he, he, he speaks into the life of the Gentiles. I don't think he's speaking into the life of the Jewish people. But um, anyway, we have this piece where uh, these things start to infiltrate. And the next thing you know, we're moving further and further and further away from the original birth and practices of the early church to the point that we've created uh, something of our own making that has become exclusively Gentile and it has uh, it has separated itself from its Hebrew roots and I think much of that was driven by anti-Semitism. If you read church history and as time went by, the leaders of the church felt like that the Jews uh, did not have a place in the church. And uh, one of our biggest contributing uh, people to Christianity was uh, Martin Luther, who was a key player in the, in the Reformation, birthed Protestantism. He became one of the most anti-Semitic people uh, out of Christianity that, that the church has ever known. And most people don't even know the history of that. So the Jewish people know the history of Christianity better than most Christians because they were on the receiving end of anti-Semitism. And uh, so, yeah, this is. I think this is an important piece. And I think that we are living in Bible times where God is doing a new work between his kids. And we are valuing and appreciating the contribution that the Jews have made far more than we've ever had for 2,000 years. And we're way late. I think that this is definitely a special time, and and it's and it's not just happening in in Christianity. Um, you know, the the there are also things happening in in Judaism. Uh, don't forget that Judaism today, the the Orthodox uh, or religious uh, um, uh, lifestyle or 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 uh, religion, are really made out of um, the biblical tradition, but also from two thousand years of exile. Uh, outside of the land of Israel, uh, we also, in a way, strayed away from the original uh, biblical intent because much of our uh, prayers, much of our um, religious identity today is the result of uh, interpretations and, and concessions that were made during the last 2,000 years. And, you know, for, for someone who lives here in Israel, um, we also, I also see uh, something spiritual happening here. Uh, it's, it's really nothing that I can uh, explain or describe very well, but uh, people are, are trying to find their path with God. Uh, they're, they're, they're doing it uh, uh, connected to Judaism and to tradition, but also with a very strong uh, self-awareness and also a very a very strong uh, sincerity 
Um, so, you know, you, you can hear people here saying, you know, there is something that doesn't feel right for me right now. Um, and, and, I'm, and I want to, I want to be sincere with God. So I'm going to do the best I can to be sincere. I'll do whatever I can. Um, and, 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 and follow God as, as much as I can. So, so th there's, there's also something happening in Judaism in Israel. And, and I think that that connects to what you're saying, that we are living in a special time, a time where God, um, is, is, is spreading his spirit, uh, not just among Christians, but also among Jews. Um, and, and, and it's a really, it's a big privilege to be living in, in, a, in a time like this. Um, and, and, and it brings up a lot of questions. It brings up a lot of um, um, issues. For example, many Jews that hear about, you know, Christians that are uh, honoring the Sabbath, that are lighting candles on Hanukkah, that uh, keep uh, biblical kosher, you know, they don't eat pork, they don't eat uh, um, seafood. Um, th th this, is, this is something that, that makes some Jews uh, worried, believe it or not, uh, because they, they see the commandments uh, that in the Bible as um, uh, something that puts them apart from the rest of the world. Uh, the commandments are a certain boundary, a certain fence that uh, that makes up um, a, a a safe space for Jews, uh, and, and and basically builds their own identity. Uh, and you know, if you see a Jew wearing uh, a tzitziot, you know the fringes, these these fringes on uh, um, these uh, strings on the fringes of the the. The, the clothes and and then you see a, a a Christian wearing the same the same fringes because that's how Yeshua walked that's that's what he had that's that's what that uh, that woman that touched that touched him um, uh, that's that's what that's what she touched uh, and so who is the Jew and who is the who is the non-Jew um, so there's a feeling that that there is a, a, there's some danger. Uh, to to what sets us apart um, what what would you say to such a jew uh, well i i don 't think that the Jews have anything to worry about uh, i 've been in uh, so many of these situations uh, uh, doing the teacher and preacher where we were invited to uh, various synagogues and various churches and I remember sitting in a great synagogue there in Portland or Oregon with with uh, my first radio partner uh, Charlie Schiffman God bless his soul who's um, who he and I enjoyed such a great spiritual dialogue but uh, Charlie died unexpectedly and and the radio program has gone on but he and I were were doing a program and um, enjoying sharing with a group of Christians and Jews who had come together. And, you know, this is a new thing right there, just the fact that Christians and Jews would come together. Well, some of the people who showed up were um, what I call Jewish wannabes. They um, dressed in, um, you know, various uh, Jewish regalia, uh, and they're Gentiles. And so this man who's a Gentile stood up and was talking about how much he appreciated the contribution of what the Jews have done for 
Christians, and he has he's wearing kippah, he's got his prayer shawl on, he's wearing tzitzit, he he is uh, got uh, his beard, and he is trying to emulate what he believed Jesus was like. Okay, and so one of the Jewish women. After he was all done, she said, well, listen, if you want to be so much like us, why don't you just become one of us, you know? And uh, and why don't you become a Jew, you know? And she said, because I don't think you get what that prayer shawl means and what tzitzit means and what wearing kippah means. I don't think you get that to the level that what God has called us as Jews to live. And I'm telling you, I mean, she was turning the lights on big time for that which I kind of want to be that way, and yet I fall short of really truly being that way. Do, do you get this? Yes. So what was really interesting, and this is one of the interesting things about when I, when I started earlier talking about how messy this is, because many, many of the Hebrew roots people are, they're, they're Gentiles, they're, they're not Jews. When it comes to Messianic Judaism, the vast majority of uh, Messianic uh, gatherings in the U.S. are heavily, heavily, heavily weighted with Gentiles. And and the rabbis themselves are not Jews, they're Gentiles. And what's really interesting about this is they believe that God has called them to be Jewish and that they've accepted that theological position that the Torah— the Torah is equally binding on the Gentiles just as it is upon the Jews. And because of that, they start wearing, you know, traditional Jewish clothing, practicing, you know, um, uh, Jewish dances and incorporating Hebrew names and phrases. And you've, you've been among this, this particular group. And, and, and so it becomes a part of their writings, a part of their conversations, and uh, most of them never use the name Jesus. It's always Yeshua. And uh, it's almost to a point that it's offensive if you happen to mention the name Jesus that way uh, because they'll correct you in, 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 in Jewish or uh, Yeshua or Yahweh. Anyway, they, 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 they claim that these are the, the really true names that God desires for himself. And so there's a lot of correction going on uh, to mainstream Christians. So there's there's a lot of this, and, and, and what sets, I think, that part apart from the Hebrew Roots Movement is that the Hebrew Roots Movement is valuing and appreciating the Hebrew Scriptures and the observances of a variety of things throughout uh, the Old Testament, but they're not necessarily embracing themselves to the point that the messianic movement is where, where they're wearing all of the dress and they're doing a lot of these things. I think that they're observing the feasts and the festivals and they carry a great, great uh, level of respect for the contribution that Jews have made to Christianity. But I think there is a difference between the two movements. And uh, if you take and study that, You'll see that the Messianic movement, which, by the way, I mean, one of the problems that's happening in Israel, and you know this, is that there's a growing number of Messianic Jews, and they're welcome in, they're very welcome in, uh, in Israel, uh, Messianic Jews, but they're still not viewed at the same level as those who are just uh, not Messianic Jews. 
uh, that's there's still a rub there. There's still it's it's a difficult piece. It's a it's a work of God that's happening, but it is a growing movement. And and, and I think it's a it's a grassroots movement. I mean, it's it's something that you know you, you I, I I spoke to people who who told me that uh, that you know they sat in their living room and they started reading Genesis and and you know suddenly they read about you know the Sabbath being uh, you know the day of rest and they're asking themselves what's going on why. Why am why am I not uh, upholding this? Why am I not following this? Um, you know, people reading about Noah uh, bringing uh, pure animals into pure animals and non-pure animals. This is much before Sinai and and the commandments that were given uh, um, by God to the Israelites. And so, the understanding of an, of pure and unpure animals is something that predates Sinai. And is is a is a common thing to all uh, humanity. So so people are asking themselves, you know, why 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 do we have this? Why why do we have pure and non-pure? So you know, this is this is something that comes sometimes comes from people just reading the Bible and and seeing what what the Bible is saying. Um, and I think that that you know, no matter if you're if you're Messianic or or Hebrew roots, I think that the 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 common motivation uh, is something that is very good, and that is uh, to get closer to God. Uh, people want God. They want to be close to God. They want to, to, to please God. And, uh, and you know, they're, they're looking for ways to do that. Uh, they're looking for ways to be more, um, more with God. And, uh, and, and so I think that, that that is a good motivation. Um, and, and, you know, people People need to, uh, to, to, to follow, to, just to follow the Bible, to see what's written there, understand what God's uh, request is, what God's will is. And, uh, and this, is, this is our role in the world, to, to, be, to be God's servants. Yeah. You know, listen, uh, even now, I think especially now, the contribution that the Jews make to Christianity is really enormous. Now, historically, historically, uh, because of the separation between Christians and Jews, we've missed out on so much fellowship, uh, being able to value and appreciate each other's uh, faith and, um, and the sharedness of that faith. We have far more that unites us and very little that divides us. The biggest dividing factor is who is Messiah. I mean, that's the bottom line. But the reality is that that has become such a, a, a divisive piece that we've missed out on so much that I think God intended for us to be able to enjoy. And so, you know, just like you and I are having this conversation, I mean, this is something that, once again, hasn't happened for a couple thousand years. Because it's for us, it's always a dialogue. It's never a debate. Right. Uh, and and, and be, we share a friendship. We share a level of mutual respect. We share uh, those full awarenesses of the values that both of us bring to the table. And that's the only way that, that makes this successful. I, don't, I have uh, zero interest in trying to convert you. That's, that's not my role. Uh, and vice versa. I mean, we, we just have this mutual uh, respect and understanding. But I'm telling you... Um, it has been God using the Jewish people in 
in our lives, I'm talking about my wife and I, uh, our lives uh, from the first time that we traveled to Israel in 1995, and, and we never ever saw uh, the Bible through Jewish eyes. We never viewed it as a Jewish book. We were void of all of those things. And so we found ourselves asking uh, ever since we started traveling there and being exposed to Jewish people and the contribution they're making to the scriptures, we've wondered, how come, we, how come we're just now learning this? Why was this not part of our Christian education? Why were we void of knowing these things? I mean, it almost created a, a level of just disdain over the fact that we feel like we got ripped off in so many ways that this was withheld, that it was absentee from the teachings. Israel, all through my college preparation for ministry, Israel was always only seen as historic. It wasn't seen as a fulfillment of uh, God's promise that he was going to birth the nation, rebirth the nation. So all of these things have become new to us, uh, including the wonderful, wonderful addition of getting acquainted with Jewish people and having Jewish friends and the value add that that's been. So you are my friend, and I love that. And I, before you were ever my friend, your father was my friend, <laughs> right? Uh, yes, and, and I think that, that you know, from my father and, and from you and from many others, um, I think that, uh, that just God wants us to be humble. God wants us to, 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 to obey him and to listen to him and, and you know, not to, to say, I'm better than you, and, and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I know how things should be done. Uh, we, we, all, we, all want, we all want to be humble in, in, uh, and, and, and just you know, make ourselves uh, a, a tool uh, to, for, for God's blessing uh, to the world. Yes. Well, one of the things that we're going to have a chance to talk about in our next uh, podcast is this uh, warpage that has crept into Christianity and some of the uh, things that have been embraced and valued uh, that uh, if you do the homework on, it's it's just, you know, pure, pure paganism. And this is an interesting piece, and this is uh, one of the pieces that creates conflict within the framework of Christianity. Um, and so anyway, uh, you guys uh, need to tune in uh, to the next podcast because uh, we kind of pick up here and talk a little bit more about the contribution of of the Jews and then our, our own self-created uh, ridiculous side of Christianity. So anyway, should be a, a, a good conversation uh, like always. But um, we so appreciate uh, all of you tuning in for this uh, broadcast and podcast. And so, Aaron, why don't you let our listeners know how they can contact us? So, well, we are all over. <laughs> we have a website, theteacherandthepreacher.com, and uh, we also have a, a Gmail uh, address. Uh, we would love to hear from you. Uh, if you have any questions or comments, uh, you can write to theteacherandthepreacher at gmail.com. And, uh, uh, you know, uh, we all, we are, we're also in other, other ways to, to contact us uh, uh, on Facebook, on YouTube. Uh, and we'll, we, we would love to hear from you. And, uh, and, and you know, it's, it's really important for us to, to get some feedback on, on the topics and, and uh, 
uh, the way we 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 talk about them so we'd love to hear about that as well um and so you know love and peace from israel yes i love that so like we always say may the god of israel who never slumbers and never sleeps may he watch over israel and all of our jewish friends and may that same god bless america Amen. Thank you.